Welcome to What Do You Think I'm Al? And I'm C. And uh, yeah, superhero movies keep superheroing. This uh, is our <laughs> this is our review of the sequel to I think C. You, both you and I really really liked the uh, first Shazam that came out in 2019. 2019 Shazam was one of my top ten of 2019. I, I also uh, think it was one of my top ten of that year, and it was it was like a refreshing, and, and I know it's so passe and stereotypical to say like, oh, mm-hmm. this superhero movie was refreshingly different, but I I truly do feel that that entry into the DCEU was refreshing, not just in the sense of like the DC movies that came before it, but also just like in general, like I felt like it was doing something that not even Marvel had really done before, which was, you know the the themes of family kind of the the fandom of superheroing in the context of like well in a world where superheroes exist there would still be fanboys probably even bigger fanboys mm-hmm. and you know the idea of well how would a child react to having actual godlike powers right yeah Espe- especially a child who has like their own issues that they need to work out and yeah, I, I genuinely do think the first Shazam was very refreshing. Uh, I really, really liked uh, kind of the energy that director Daniel F. Sandberg was going for. And ironically enough, that was also like he was primarily a horror movie director. Yeah, and ho- he did Lights Out and Annabelle Creation, I think. Yeah, uh, he did Annabelle Creation. But like he also he's he's also an inspiration because he pretty much got his start just making these little YouTube horror shorts in his in his apartment with his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the most some of famous, them are some of them are pretty good. The most famous one was the was the one that would eventually become the proof of concept for Lights Out, but mm-hmm. and it was also the one that got him his Hollywood career. But you know, this was a guy who just shot on a Panasonic GH uh, GH three, mm-hmm. and then like in less than five years, he was making a Hollywood blockbuster with Lights Out. Um, so yeah, he was an inspiration. I don't know, like right before he, right before he jumped onto Shazam, while he was doing, while he was directing Annabelle Creation, he made this very interesting little YouTube series on his channel, just talking about like, well, what is the practical aspects? What is the, the like meat and potatoes of directing a picture? I don't know. Did you ever get a chance to see the the little like behind the scenes videos he made about Annabelle Creation? So I didn't see too much of that, but I actually, for a while, I worked at a multimedia company, and the owner of said company strongly recommended that we watch his stuff, and I watched a little bit, but I'll admit I didn't do my homework there and didn't watch all of it, but from what I, little I saw and from what I've heard, it was really a, even for someone like us who really, we understand quite a bit about the world of film, we... It, it drew back the curtain even for us, which was yeah. remarkable. Yeah. So, you know, really, so Dan, David F. Sandberg did a great job. Um, and, you know, like this was this was like the kind of like the blockbuster debut of of Zachary Levy, who mm-hmm. most of us know from uh, the NBC Chuck. series Chuck. Uh, then, you know, he kind of was just doing TV for a while and then he got a supporting role in like the second season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That's and right. This this was kind of his big jump into movies. Uh, mm. you know, being the leading role of of a of what at the time was going to be a new cornerstone of of the 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 DCEU, 
you know? Which is weird that they ended up not treating it as such, which we'll get back to, but yeah, that's what was weird. So, so point being, I think, I think you and I both agree. We really enjoyed the first one. It was, yeah. it was a breath of fresh air, even though it's passe to say, and we were kind of excited of like, well, at least this corner of the DCEU, we're really interested where this where this can go. And then The Rock decided to fuck it all up. Well, like, also, let's be honest, COVID also fucked things up. Like, that, too. Yeah, I'm being a bit unfair to The Rock or to Dwayne Johnson, as he likes to be known now. Like, you know, it's funny. Jay would, Jay would say you're being unfair to COVID, but... <laughs> um, you know, you know, the... So, and you know, let, let me give a quick history lesson. So the, Dwayne Johnson, when he started his Hollywood career, uh, a few years passed. And so, so actually, let me go a bit further. They've been trying to make a Shazam movie for years. Uh, they, they really, since, uh, since kind of around the time they were, they were stalling on like the, a new Superman movie before before Superman uh, Superman. Um, God, what was the Brandon Routh Superman? Oh Jesus! Really? They're working on it since then. Yeah. Uh, the is it super? It's not Superman Returns, is it? What, what's the mm, name of that movie? Don't ask me. I don't remember. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't remember either. That's so crazy. That that was such a big. Uh, that was such a big movie, and it, everyone was like, "Oh yeah, Superman Returns." Okay, there okay. we go. So Superman Returns. I'm 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 sorry uh, that uh, I forgot Superman Returns. Well, anyway, so yeah. since around right before they were making Superman Returns, uh, they were trying to get a Shazam movie off the ground because they you know, the, don't they blame Superman Returns for then X X Men going down the tubes a little bit? I don't know. What I do know is that because. You know, the J.J. Abrams Superman kind of got canned. Mm -hmm. The McGee Superman got canned. That uh, New Line Cinema, who at the time was like, hey, uh, they can't seem to make a Superman movie. What if we, because, you know, we're kind of also under the Warner Brothers banner. How about we also make a, try to make our own Superman movie, which in this case would have been Shazam or the Captain Marvel project, as they were calling it. Because remember, uh, uh, Captain Marvel Shazam was a TV show that was pretty popular back in the 70s. It re- no, it was, it was... People forget there are a lot of really interesting superhero-related shows that were live-action and huge in the 70s. Yeah, like, yeah. They were, Mo- and many of them were Marvel-related. Yeah, uh, most people remember the Hulk. Or DC, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so basically, uh, when they were trying to get the Shazam movie off the ground, they had reached out to uh, The Rock... At the time, he was just getting his own career off the ground to see if he wanted uh, to be Black Adam. They were like, oh, he's, he would be the perfect Black Adam. The Rock was, you know, kind of getting his start playing villains. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what they were trying to go. Well, the project stalled for many, many, many years. Yeah. And then in 2011, if I'm not mistaken, uh, when they're really trying to get uh, uh, a kind of like a united cinematic universe off the ground because they haven't been able to do it so far not fully. exactly exactly uh so when they were trying to to actually start like doing a dc cinematic universe or dc extended universe as they called it they came back to the rock or dwayne johnson as he liked to be called at that time and remember he was just off the success of the very 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 big fast five yes and and he he was developing that reputation of like 
he can save franchises. He saved, yeah. uh, he saved Jumanji. He saved, uh, journey to the center of or journey, journey to the mysterious Isle. He was saving a lot of franchises. Yes. Uh, so they came to him and they said, Hey, do you want to play Shazam? Since you're now like a leading man, do you want to play Shazam or do you still want to play black Adam? And he ultimately decided I want to play black Adam. So now the, it was on the studio to try to find someone to play Captain Marvel, who, as he was known at the time. Well, actually, that's not true. He became officially Shazam in 2011. So he, for the record, call- for the record, the title of Captain Marvel is such a confusing passing of the torch, even in the world of comics. It's ridiculous. It is it's, ridiculous. It's, but so- it's insane. So basically, he was Captain Marvel for his entire for his entire existence until 2011, there was a there was a reboot of, of the DC Comics, and they started calling him Shazam because, you know, at the time, Carol Danvers was the new Captain Marvel, and she was Marvel was really pushing hard for her to be the only Captain Marvel. So mm-hmm. anyway, so a little another little branch of history there. Uh, so yeah, then The Rock demanded something that I think really, really, really screwed over this franchise that wasn't even born yet mm-hmm. he had requested that instead of being the bad guy in a shazam movie that he have his own movie and that shazam be its own separate thing uh when he made this request the excuse he gave was that oh i want to be able to i want kind of to be able to have time to develop my character and so that and they could be let, let, basically basically he was he, he his his excuse was i i want black adam to be like a such a big deal that he has his own movie to set him up and here's the thing he what all he could have said was i will do the villain in shazam if black adam can have his own movie afterwards that's a different story and i think would have been cool but no he's like no i want my own movie which made no sense because black adam didn't have his own comic line for years until yeah. captain marvel and shazam like he it was, was years before he, he was own. he was basically he was the villain. that was it he was basically like he was basically saying like well like black adam is his own thing i'm like yeah he was his own thing after decades after being almost exclusively in the shazam corner of the dc DC universe. Right. And mm-hmm. before that being the biggest bad guy of, of Captain Marvel, when it was just, uh, 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 the, the faucet comics, mm-hmm. but you know, it's like, well, he was an anti-hero in like the nineties. He had his own comic line and make it, it, it'll work, whatever. Right mm-hmm. now, what people weren't, what people were expecting was like, okay, so it's basically going to be a Shazam movie, a black Adam movie. And then there's going to be a third movie where they meet up. That's kind of what everybody was expecting. And instead, it turns out that what The Rock or what Dwayne Johnson explicitly wanted was that Black Adam be his own thing and that Black Adam has an endgame of fighting Superman. Now, Black Adam has fought Superman in the comics. Yes. But almost always in the context of Superman and Captain Marvel slash Shazam team up to fight Black Adam. Like... Like Shazam Which that, is that could have been an amazing, he could have been a Thanos of DC if they really wanted to set it up right, which is really interesting. But instead, yeah. they fucked that up. So, so the idea was to 
the idea was to um like the idea was was like in the comics it's always like shazam is always a part of the equation and as the as the years kept rolling down you know uh you know david f sandberg signed on to be the director of shazam uh the rock was taking was finally like making time in his schedule his very very busy schedule to finally shoot black adam uh when these projects were really starting to get rolling it became very very apparent that the rock who you know he's producing this with his producing partner Hiram garcia that they had absolutely no that he had absolutely no desire to have his character of black adam involved in with any way with shazam or with the with the shazam which is insane it really That's is insane. It, it it would be like if um, it would be like if you had an actor cast as the Joker, and their whole shtick is that like we never want to face uh, Batman. Batman doesn't interest us. We want to we want to fight the Flash. And here's the thing. Here's the thing with that. And make Flash the actual villain. Like make him a bad guy. I'm like okay. Um, see, here's the thing. Dwayne Johnson could have easily gotten what he wanted. But he had to be patient. He would have had. He had to wait. We didn't get Joker the movie until years of Batman, with Joker in it more than once in different iterations. Okay, you can't just jump to Black Adam getting his own movie. It's just not how fan. It's not not just fans. It's not how anybody sees it. No one pictures Black Adam as a hero. They only kind of like oh we like some who read it. Now know he's an anti-hero. Now. But most everyday people see him as a villain. So it completely threw people off when he got his own movie. Now, the now just to add some more tidbits to this pretty convoluted history lesson. Uh, when, when they were trying to make a sequel to the Suicide Squad before James Gunn signed on, this was when... Um, uh, 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 what's his name? The the director of the director of 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 Glory, not Glory. Um, the director of Fury did the first one. Yeah, but but uh, the, he's a, he's a really good director. The one who directed the MMA movie with um with uh with uh, uh um um South no 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 uh no. well ugh, God Tom Hardy. Oh, Warrior, the guy who directed yeah, Warrior. Yeah, the guy who directed Warrior. He had signed on Great to do movie. it. Yeah, he had signed on to do the Suicide Squad sequel. And the plot for that movie was that that's how they were going to introduce Black Adam. That's that Black, acceptable. I accept that, that. That. that Black Adam had woken up and that he was basically about to destroy the world. And the Suicide Squad had sent in to stop him. But then Dwayne Johnson vetoed that because he just did not want Black Adam to be a villain in any regard. And where the... Where? Who? Listen... Dwayne Johnson is clearly a very accomplished actor at this point within the action realm, but I'm sorry. And listen, he's so much better than two guys just talking about a podcast, but who the hell do you think you are to just be like, no, he's a hero. Where? I I'm so mad about that. I really yeah. am. So, yeah. So anyway, you know, Shazam comes out. It's a breath of fresh air. People really, really like it. Yeah. But and finally, The Rock is finally going to take the time to, to make Black Adam, right? Mm -hmm. We're really excited about it. Well, Black Adam comes out, and you guys can listen to our review to yeah, find out what, to we, to what yeah. we think about it. And 
besides what we think about it, besides what everyone thought about the movie, the movie didn't make money. In fact, it bombed. To, yeah. Even though, even though, and this is another controversy <sighs> oh. of Dwayne Johnson, he he leaked like like a studio box office numbers to try to change the narrative that Black Adam was a was a bomb, which just got him in trouble. Yeah, that just got him in trouble and just made him look pathetic. Um, yeah. So, so Black Adam is a total dud. People are not excited to see him fight Superman. They're like, that's that's stupid. He needs to be fighting Shazam. Like for God's sakes, it's. Like at the end of Shazam, the Shazam, uh, Billy and his siblings, who are also have the powers of the gods, they're in the they're in the 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 Rock of Eternity. They're in the Rock of Eternity, and there are fucking seven seats in the Rock of Eternity, yeah. which means oh, there's one there's one wizard champion missing, which would be well, it's technically Black Adam's son, but technically the Black Adam, right? Like they're yeah. intertwined. Their mythology is the same. Yeah, and they're, instead they're presenting it, getting it ready. And instead, Dwayne Johnson's like, no, 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 no. I, I don't care about those those stupid kids. I just want to fight. Uh, I just want to fight uh, Superman. Now, what what made this a bigger problem was that. I, and I don't know if you know this, C, uh, like Shazam doesn't have that many villains. He doesn't. He has like five Right? He doesn't have a lot. So his Black villains are other heroes. That's the thing. So so Black Adam not only takes himself out of the equation of being a Shazam adversary, he also take another. He also takes another one of Shazam's adversaries, Sabak. Remember the the uh, devil bad guy in Black Adam? Yep. He's a Shazam villain. He's like Oops. the third big deal villain for Shazam. Yeah. Right. I so didn't you know get that. you get rid of him. Cool. Uh, and uh, like you only you're left with literally Mr. Mind, who's like this bug that that has a machine that can talk. Right. And this bug knows like all the magic in all the world. And you're left with Mr. Mind. And I, I mean, I don't know why they didn't use Mr. Mind, but they didn't. So what they ended up having to do for this sequel was to create a, a new new adversaries for Shazam. The 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 villains in this movie are not in the comic books. Uh, they were they're totally that. original creation of the screenwriters of the filmmakers because of Dwayne Johnson's infinite wisdom, he decided to get rid of most of of Shazam's uh, villains. So, yeah. Okay, so now I really 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 blame I was only going to sort of blame Dwayne the Rock Johnson for my gripes to come, but now I really blame him. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the movie bombed. Uh, DC Studios is now under new management with James Gunn and Shazam producer Peter Safran. And they're pretty much have decided that they're going to toss away the current DCEU and start fresh with a with a new Superman movie that James Gunn is writing and directing. Uh, so unfortunately, while, while James Gunn has tried to be as clear as he can be, uh, he's still not clear enough to know, like, well, is everything getting rebooted or are only some movies getting rebooted? Like, can we I know you're you not. I, can I tell you what I think he's doing? What? I think he's being intentionally vague and he's initially going to do um, do entirely original stuff and then slowly work in what he feels like was is good 
to work into his new version of DC. So, so all we know right now with James Gunn is that Superman and Batman are definitely going to be new actors, mm-hmm. right? They're de- they're definitely going to be new. We're we don't know much about Wonder Woman, but the expectation is that Wonder Woman would also be recast. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, everything else is up in the air. Like like even before we give our review. Oh, and we know he loves the Flash movie coming soon. We yeah, know he loves it. So uh, so so folks who are listening, like we can't even really tell you with absolute certainty that oh uh, this movie is irrelevant because because Zachary Levy and uh, Asher Angel aren't going to be Shazam and Billy Batson respectively. Like we don't know the movie. The movie makes no like the movie alludes that there's maybe an adventure continues sort of thing that there might be a team up. But like then you're like, well, is it going to be this Shazam or is it going to be like a rebooted one? We don't know. You know, plus the director has of both Shazam movies has said that he's done with superhero movies for a while. Well, yeah. So but him him not making a new Shazam movie like that doesn't really answer the question of like, well, is this just is this iteration of shazam continuing or is it or is it over we don't know like that's kind of like because everyone was like oh well when when the flash comes out everything's going to be rebooted it's going to be a clean slate and then you realize oh wait but what about blue beetle oh wait but what about uh what about aquaman which comes after the flash yeah like what like about that shit yeah we're like and I've, then you I've know i've been very they, curious about blue beetle myself and then, you know, James Gunn has said, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be working with uh, Margot Robbie again. And you're like, wait, so is she still Harley Quinn? That's the thing. Uh, he's picking and choosing the most popular things. Well, he hasn't even confirmed if he's picking or choosing. Right. He said he's not going to. He said yeah. there's going to be a reboot. And everyone assumed that'd be like, well, it's going to be a clean slate. And then you realize then you realize, like, you watch these movies and you're like, well, who's we know Batman and Superman are going to be different guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, we, we don't know anything else. Oh, that's another thing. We know the next Joker movie is coming out, and Harley Quinn is being played by uh, Lady Gaga. Yeah, but we also know that we also know that um, we also know that that's in a separate universe. That's already no, been yeah, made that's very all. Clear. That's all. No, yeah, it's been very. That is true. Anything the Joker movies take place in, it's its own. They're yeah. their own thing. So yeah, we've given our convoluted history lesson, maybe not as well as we can, but you listen, know. listen to Black Adam if you want the other pieces. Yeah, uh, one thing to keep in mind though is that so already there's been a, there's been a cloud over this movie, and unfortunately that's translated to people just going like, well, this movie's irrelevant. Why would we watch it? So it's it's kind of bombing in the box office as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the situation it's in right now. Um, and, uh, that being said, we still watched it and we're still going to review it. Of course. So, uh, how about this? We, we, is there anything else you want to add? See, by the way, before, you know, let's just do the trailer because any other thoughts are going to tie into my thoughts on the movie. Okay, cool. All right. So I'm going to play the trailer and uh, then we'll give our review. I'm an idiot. It's showtime. I don't deserve these powers, if I'm being honest. Like, what am I even contributing? Ow! There's already a superhero with a red suit with a lightning bolt on it. Aquaman is literally huge and he's so manly. And Batman is so cool. And I'm just me. Uh, 
I feel like a fraud. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway, the wizard gave me superpowers. Yeah! And then everybody got superpowers. Where's everyone going? To fight crime. Okay. Now everyone's kind of like doing their own thing and I'm the only one trying to keep it together. You understand I'm a pediatrician, right? Come on! Now let's get down to business. Listen to me, Billy. The fate of the world depends on it. The doctors of Atlas are coming for you. Children stole the power of all the gods. This is very personal, Billy. Look, I might not have as much experience as you because I'm not super old like you, <laughs> but I've seen all of the Fast and the Furious movies, lady. It's all about family! Family! Guys, that was a signal! Introducing the star of our show! His name is The world will not survive this. I don't know how we fight powers like this. You think I know how to fix this dude, but I really don't. Baby, everyone can be worthy. Let's give it a chance. Now go fight for your family. Go fight for the world. I just threw a truck at a dragon. I love my life. Can I point out that that line was not in the movie at the a end? Lot there? Of, a lot of lines in that trailer were not in the movie. And that really, uh, that's, okay. Well, we'll get into it. But um, One uh, one thing I, I want to say. That's a great line, but no. So, so something I, I want to say that has been brought up a lot in discussions about the DCEU Shazam movies, um, in particular with Zachary Levy's performance as Shazam, Captain Marvel, whatever the fuck you want to call him, and uh, Asher Angel as Billy Batson. Uh, so uh, the big critique, the big, the big commentary everyone always brings up is that Zachary Levy plays uh, Billy as Shazam as like a very, very, like, uh, like, a super immature stereotypical kid, right? Like, like a super, super immature stereotypical kid. And that Asher angel, when he plays Billy, he's playing Billy as like kind of this sort of introverted withdrawn kid. Who's very guarded and like, like basically the exact opposite of how Zachary Levy plays the character. That's been a big criticism or big commentary. I've been seeing in forums and Reddit, on social media, it's something I've been seeing a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, and people have said, "Oh, this was this was a big, big problem in the first movie, and in the second movie, it's just it's just that much worse." Uh, and and a lot of people even mentioned that it's either because David F. Sandberg has done a bad job directing, it's because Zachary Levy's a bad actor, or it's or I've even heard that it's because <laughs> of all things. Um, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, uh, his energy as playing Freddy kind of kind of leaned Zachary Levy into being too kitty in his performance, because believe it or not, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer has probably the most screen time with Zachary Levy in uh, in the first Shazam. 
Now, the one thing, the one thing I want to say, because I don't necessarily agree with that. I think, I think, and the, something I like about something I really like about Shazam. And I like this about movies in general is that they don't spell out every little character moment to you. Like, Oh, this is what this means. This is what that means. You, you watch it and you get, you get what they're trying to do. Right. And it seemed to me very, very obvious that like Billy has a mischievous side to him that you only that you only see uh, when when, you know, he's he's doing something mischievous. Like in the first movie, he's he's trying to steal a cop car to to get an address for people who could potentially where his mom could potentially be his birth mom could potentially be. Um, and then the rest of the time, he's very guarded because he's around a foster family. He doesn't think will understand him or he's in a school that he doesn't want to be in. Basically, he's very guarded. But the moment he gets those powers, he becomes so overwhelmed with like, holy shit, I, I'm a superhero that that he finally lets himself be a kid, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why Zachary Levy comes off as more like a kid than Asher Angel does when when Billy's back to normal, right? And then it, it it's, it's really only when he's in Shazam mode that he opens up to Freddie Friedman. Right. And I thought that was very obvious. Like, oh, when he's a superhero, he's so overwhelmed by how awesome that is that he's finally letting himself be a kid, which allows him to be to open up to Freddy and to open up to the rest of his siblings. And it opens up his heart. I thought that was very obvious. Right. So um, my thing with that is when he becomes Shazam, he gains the confidence. And when he's loses, when he goes back to to the real world, so to speak, he is reminded that he is still a kid. And I always interpreted it that way. In agreeing with what you're saying as well, where he, yes, because he gets to now have all these superpowers, he gets to be a kid. Yeah. Um, and, and the opening scene of the first movie where he's is being, you know, he's running in with the cops and being very precocious and he's having fun with it. That sold what Billy Batson was for me. And it works, because then, yes, I agree with you. He would be completely standoffish when he's going to the foster home and at school he doesn't want to be at. He's on a mission to find his birth mother. Like, that's what he's trying to do. So this critique doesn't make sense for the first movie. Yeah, because it's like, well, yeah, he's a superhero. Of course, like, he's going to drop all pretense and act more like a kid. Um, now, could could... Could Zachary Levy and Asher Angel have used like some rehearsal time? You know, you know, people never, you know, they never give actors rehearsal time for blockbusters. They never, oh, they do. never do. You show up on set and you read the lines. Like I, I would, I would give at least some leeway that it would have been to the film's benefit that Asher Angel and Zachary Levy actually interacted with each other just to be like, okay, this is Billy. But I, I think it was good enough as, as it was now in fury of the gods, like that's brought that conversation back tenfold. And something I want to say, and this is kind of tying into my review, is that I still don't agree that, oh, Zachary Levy is playing, is playing uh, Billy, Billy Batson as Shazam too much like a kid and Asher Angel is playing him even more seriously. The reason I don't agree, and my biggest, well, it's one of my top three critiques of this movie, is that, Guys, Asher Angel is barely in this movie. Why? I don't know. He's in like, what, five scenes maybe? Like five? Five scenes plus the epilogue? And it's mostly every time Billy, like I would say 80% of the time we see 
Billy Batson, it's Billy Batson is Shazam. And I think that, and it not just Billy Batson is Shazam, we also get like, we also get like all the other uh, sibling, sibling characters as their, as their champion counterparts. So, so, you know, we still get some Jack Dylan Grazer, but we get a lot of Adam Brody. Uh, obviously, Grace Carolyn Curry, you know, she's Mary both as a superhero and as not. So that's not an issue to her. We get more Ross Butler as Eugene versus Ian Chen as Eugene. Uh, we get more Megan Good as Darla versus Faith Herman as Darla. And we get more DJ Catrona as uh, Pedro versus Hoven Armand as Pedro. Like that to me is a big, big problem because what made the first film work so well was just the, the, the chemistry and the rapport between all these, all these child actors, these young actors, like being their characters in this world of superheroes and leaning on each other. They have such great chemistry and then for no reason at all, like, like they'll be in the rock of eternity. And for some reason they're in their champion forms. Why? Well, just cause, you know, like I get it. You know, Zachary Levy is the, is the lead in this, you know, and everyone always says, we want to see the superhero. We want to see the superhero, right? That's the, always the complaint. Like we want Bruce Wayne and as Batman, we don't want to see Bruce Wayne and sure. Fine. But people forget that, like, this isn't a movie about the the hero Shazam. It's a movie about Billy Batson being the hero Shazam. And, yeah. And it, it's so frustrating because, you know, you, you allow yourself for this criticism of that Zachary Levy is acting too much like a kid, more so than Asher Angel, because you're not letting us see because the few times we do see Billy Batson as Billy Batson, you know, he acts like a kid. He acts like a kid. And then we, we never see him again. And it's, I don't know. I, 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 I'm ranting, but that to me was a big, big problem that for some reason this movie decided, Hey, those kid actors with the exception of the other kid actors in the third act, uh, we just really don't want to see him for most of the movie. And I, I thought that was, that was a horrible conceptual mistake. Like, I don't know. I don't know how this went through all stages of the creative process. And no one brought up like, guys, you know, what worked was like the, the, the found family aspect of the first one. That's what everyone praised it for. We're kind of getting rid of it when we're having all these adults play these characters. I don't know. What do you think? See? So, okay. I think, the path of using the superhero versions of these characters was unavoidable in a lot of ways because of the way the movie set things up at the end. So I, what I truly think is the movie promised, oh, now we have a family of superheroes. We're going to deliver on that. We're going to make sure we give that to you. And I think I didn't mind it. I really didn't because at the end of the day, I think the actors playing the super versions of them were all good. They all played it the way they needed to play it. Um, so I didn't mind that as much. I think... Huh. 
I was okay with that. That wasn't my gripe with the movie. I, I was fine. Any of the family bonding, whether it was as the kids or as the adults, I felt it worked really well. Uh, or it still had the same... It without Even though it may have had a little sequelitis going with it, I still enjoyed it because in the first movie, yes, we had a lot of the kids' interactions, but what we really had was Billy as Shazam and the the main kid, the friend, Freddy, uh, Freddy, their interaction. But it was adult Shazam and Freddy interacting. And that was the real, that's what really works in the first Shazam movie. There's a lot of other elements that work really well. But the two characters that were most important were those two interacting in that way. Now, this movie doesn't have nearly as much of that, I agree. But it's still new that if you have anyone not be super, it's him. It's that kid. Because that kid actor is so good, we need to keep him around. Which, at the end of the day, isn't entirely fair for the character. But I actually think was an element that worked for the movie. Is it kind yeah. of very strategically decided, okay, we keep this one as a kid and this wasn't an, as these as an adult. But based on popularity, we make them kids a little more often. You know, interesting something choice. you mentioned... The big umbrella of the criticism I have for this movie is sequelitis. Mm -hmm. And I say that in, unfortunately, not the worst way possible, but in a, in a negative light. Like, the sequelitis here is pretty bad in the sense of, like, so the biggest factor of sequelitis is, did they go bigger just because they felt obligated to go bigger? And the answer here is an unequivocal yes. They just went bigger. They just went more sleek. Like they just went with spending more money because it's, it's the sequel. Now they can spend the more money now they have to spend the money. Right. Mm -hmm. Even though the movie may not necessarily re require it or really need it, but this is they the do men that. In this is the men in black too. It really read like that to me. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, it's still enjoyable for me, but it's definitely just a ton of money. It was all they did. So because, because they want to spend that money, the story becomes in service of how can we create as big a spectacle as possible, right? Because, and see, I don't know if you'll agree or disagree. Did you feel that this story, like, like or the plot, the plot, the plot only existed to serve in order to have as big and crazy a set piece as possible? Because the plot absolutely has no bearing on building upon the character of Billy Batson. It really doesn't. In so, fact, in fact, I would say the way this plot is laid out, the way it's planned out, the way it plays out, Billy Batson gets only the most tertiary of character development. And I would even say that it throws him in the back burner where he's just there to react to whatever big spectacle needs to be done so that he can do his superhero shtick. And that's unacceptable because you can't make a movie and have your lead just be there to react to things. That makes for a terrible viewing experience where you're just kind of like, 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 why is he even here? Like, like his, he's not really growing as a person. Um, nothing about the plot or the, the story is kind of, building him to be a better hero and, and to add insult to injury, like 
the supporting character is getting more character development than the lead. Okay, like, but here, here's my thing with that. I Okay, I'm just going to come out and say it. The biggest problem with this movie are the villains. And I know that sounds like such an obvious thing to say, cause you're, but you're pointing out a lot of things that I agree are problems, but I think they are symptomatic of a bigger problem. And that is, this is no shade against the actors, because they got some really talented actors to play the villains, but these villains suck. They are so boring. I could care less. Okay, about they these suck. They suck. And I'm not saying they don't. They suck. They're bad. And I'm just saying they they suck because they're they only exist to be able to jumpstart a fight scene or a spectacle that someone in Warner Brothers was like, wouldn't it be cool if if we did like an Inception moment in Shazam? People like Inception. But what I, but what I would argue is because here's the thing: what I'm getting at, what I was getting at, or what I'm getting at when I mentioned when we talked about Black Adam, is that you can tell that they wanted the sequel. They set it up that Black Adam was going to be the villain. Fine, great. I would argue that if you had the movie eighty to ninety percent the way it is, but instead of the plot element of what the daughters of the gods are doing, you have Black Adam messing shit up you suddenly get a movie that works a lot better like honestly i i i disagree i think if even if the villain was black adam you would still have a subpar movie because billy batson is almost a non-entity like like okay see what what did, what do you think was his character arc what, what was his character arc for you for me his character arc though not well portrayed was him learning to in certain ways, it was him letting go of fear, of certain fear he had. Now, it was way too vague. I agree with that because it covered from him trying to keep everybody together to him trying to still retain a family to him trying to save the day, kind of. So it was not well done. I'm not here to defend that. Oh, okay. But okay. I am okay. That the whole movie no, well, was him letting go. Okay. Okay. The, him letting go, right? Him, him letting go. In what way does the plot of. The daughters of Atlas want magic back into their world. In what way does that, would that allow Billy Batson to go from being very clingy or being afraid of, of either losing his family or getting kicked out, which is brought up like twice. Mm -hmm. In what way would that have him confront that fear and make him overcome it? But that's how, my, that's how my, go on, go on. Okay. So, so the the villains as they're written, right? As they're written, they're written just to be like, we want to have this these big magical there there's no point to them outside of, oh, we want to have this crazy magic moment, right? Now, switch that with Black Adam. It's still he's still just there to have crazy magic moments. No, no, no. But here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. We know Black Adam. What I more mean by switch it with Black Adam, Black Adam wouldn't. I think we can accept that Black Adam as a character wouldn't literally do what the god the daughters of the gods are doing. I'm more saying, and I and this is a testament to what you're saying as well. At the end of the day, yes, the daughters of the gods are just creating visual spectacle. Okay, it's magical visual spectacle, but it's still visual spectacle. You, I would argue, if you just replace that with Black Adam trying to take back, because at the end of the day, they're trying to take 
the kid's powers. That would st- you'd still have Black Adam doing that. That part would stay the same. That would stay. But if you have him doing that at that base level, the movie would still would work much better than it currently does because you would have a visual spectacle, but it wouldn't look like it's from a like they're mixing a genre with another type of thing. So I, I agree with I, what you're I, saying there. I, I just okay. I, my thing, I, I think where I disagree with you is is that is that you know while I agree that the that the villains are boring and have no point, they they have. There, there's no point to them outside of them being magical spectacle. Like I think we agree there. I I think that it's a deeper problem of of this story not having a way to to expand upon the this the, the story doesn't expand on the characters. And when you have a script that where the story just doesn't expand the characters, you're going to be bored. You're going to be like. So I, have a, well, I have one. I agree. I have one question for you. Do you agree that if it was the movie, because we both agree Black Adam was the needed villain, obviously. We agree there. Well, I mean, I, I, if it was Black Adam, if it was Mr. Mind, if it was these, these made up villains for this so movie. What, 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 what I'm asking, hold, I just want to ask this, genuinely asking, in your opinion, if you see, not using like crazy magic stuff or summoning monsters or trying to bring a big tree into this new world or whatever they were trying to do in this. But if the movie was just Black Adam, one by one, hunting down the kids as superheroes, one by one, and taking each of their powers, do you? I think that would have worked better. Do you? Do you think it would have been the same issue? I I think the movie would have been the exact same. I I I guess I disagree there. For me, because because you're telling me that the biggest problem is the villain, and I disagree. I say no. The biggest problem is the story. Like the story does not serve the characters in any sense that like, especially Billy, it doesn't serve his character at all. He's ba- he basically has a scene. His first scene is him as Zachary Levy, weirdly enough mm-hmm. saying, Oh, I can't keep the family together. Yeah. And, and then he mentions how he was abandoned by his mom, his dad, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And he's like that. And he, you know, the pediatrician goes like, Oh, well you need to work on that. Right. And then, uh, like a couple, a couple uh, scenes later, after a big set piece that was just there to showcase them being superheroes, which is fine. I'm, I'm not saying that's a crime, but still, no. uh, Mary says, "Oh, you're going to grow out of the foster system, and you're going to need to find your own place to live because uh, our foster parents can't afford to to take to keep us after we we turn 18." And he goes like, I don't want to talk about it. And then they literally never mention it again. And the entire plot of stopping the daughters of Atlas from getting magic back, getting the gods magic back. In no way does that mission, does that story, the reason this movie is, the story this movie is telling, in no reason, in no way, shape or form, is it allowing, is it allowing Billy to grow and to confront his inner, his inner turmoil, right? He's just there to react. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if it's black Adam hunting them one by one. It doesn't matter who it is. If your plot has no way of growing and expanding your characters, 
besides them just reacting to what's happening in the plot, we're not getting a then this, therefore that. We're getting this happened, this happened, this happened. And that just makes for a boring experience where you're like, why is he even here? And I think that's a deeper, much, much deeper issue at play with this movie than versus the, the, the villains were boring. Boring villains, boring villains suck. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying boring villains no, can be, are, are irrelevant, but you know, a, bo- a movie can have a villain that's just kind of there and still be very good. Like, like off the top of my head, um, Oh God, what's that Marvel movie I'm thinking of? Um, a lot of people, and I disagree with this, but a lot of people cite Guardians of the Galaxy as an example. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 for, for some reason, for some reason, I was try, I was saying Suicide Squad. I'm like, no, no, it's the other one. Yeah, so, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Like, the villain's just there, but the story being told is allowing the characters to grow. Right? So I, th- I think that's one thing I will respectfully disagree with. I think the key to a good superhero movie is the ability of the villain. Without that, you will have a faulty movie. And when people say, well, what about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? I actually argue that that villain is is a good villain. He's just, he's a simple villain, but he's a good one. He is a marauding, malicious psychopath, space psychopath. But that's, this isn't about that movie, obviously. No, but, 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 but see, you can, you can see why, like, you can have really interesting villains like for instance, I think you would agree that that uh, uh, Michael Fassbender and Ian McKellen's portrayal of Magneto is one of the most interesting villains in superhero movie history. Mm-hmm. Really, really interesting. And Magneto has been in some shitty movies, but here's the, always, so, always the best part. Yes. But shitty movies. That's and here's the thing, I agree with that completely, and that's because. The if you look at those shitty movies, and again, obviously, a villain isn't the mo- isn't the only important thing in a film, but it's really up there. Um, and what I would say is, those shitty mag- movies with Magneto in them, that is frankly one of the major elements, is because that those ones have a really trash villain. Like, really trash. Like, X-Men Apocalypse. Their chance to have their own Thanos. And we all agree they ruined Apocalypse in a thousand ways. That was a major issue. But my point my point to all of this, as I've said, is that... Oh! There are... Yeah? What, what, one other one. Logan has a shitty villain. Consider one of the best. Consider one of the best uh, superhero movies ever made. I I also don't agree with that. In what? That, I don't think the okay. It's a it's technically two people, I guess you could say, but the real villain is the Doctor. Are we agreeing with that? that the the real Doctor villain? literally shows up like in the last fifteen minutes of the but movie. But he is the or he is the orchestrator for everything else that happens. I think he's a solid villain. I'm not saying he's the greatest villain ever written. Obviously not. But he is a very solid villain who you realize connects with, it's like, you know what it is? That movie is like a great, you know, you you ever like eat three delicious slider hamburgers and they're all delicious? That's what Logan was. You had a rare case of three villains that that were 
really well done and fit the story very well. But they were good villains. Anyways, but I see, and I think this is just where we do fundamentally disagree slightly, is that I, I, yeah, I, I just, again, not to belabor the point because there are other things we can complain about. Yes. I just genuinely believe that even, even if you had made, I don't even remember their names, hysterical, <laughs> um, no, their names are Hespera and uh, oh, the daughters? Atena, Atena, and I don't remember Lucy Lou's character, uh, Calypso. Mm-hmm. Even if you had made them interesting, right, in the sense of like, maybe they had like more nuanced reasons of why they wanted their father's powers And what's back. interesting is you see them try to do it and fail. Which that's a whole other issue. Yeah, like like even even if even if if like literally they had done a rewrite just to make the 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 villains more three dimensional, ultimately when this movie has no way of growing Billy as a character, it, it fails. It fails. I, I like And a movie- I, I think they tried to make him grow and I agree they did it badly. I do I, I don't think they did it at all. They just mentioned it and then he finally like that the the thing was was that like they ju- they just go like oh you don't have to worry about that that doesn't that's not how you grow a character by saying oh don't you don't have to worry about that no you have to confront that reality but anyway i think that was its biggest cardinal sin and what what was insult to injury was that they actually gave uh jack dylan grazer's character who plays freddy mm-hmm. A more complete character arc. It's not a good character arc, yeah. but a more complete one in the sense of like, oh, he gets like it, it, this is funny. His whole character is that he wants to be kind of on his own, like like he like Billy's being very clingy to him. And he constantly wanted to be his own guy, and then they kind of drop that to have him start a romance, which I'll admit that was weird. Fully like the and I know why they did it because. They realized that, frankly, that kid was the better actor. I think they realized among the kid actors that he was probably the best kid actor. Not that the other, not that the kid actor who played Billy was bad. The kid who played Billy was is very good, especially in the first one, and you get exactly what you need out of him. But one thing I will agree with is what this movie did is it did that thing that a lot of other TV shows actually do, where there's one character that people kind of really like, and then they oversaturate the rest of the movie with that char- or show with that character. So yeah. I 100% agree, this movie then took that kid and was like, oh, people liked him, people could relate to him, he was really funny, which he was in the first because one. He, because Let's he was a superhero fanboy that we all are. Yes, and, and, and they just and, dump it on us. And that's fine, except... The whole reason we liked him was because, oh, he's kind of like us, but in the superhero world. Yeah. That does, doesn't even get brought up. No. Like, like n- none of that gets brought up. It just, only in the sense of like, oh, yeah, I had lunch with Superman and Shazam. That's mm-hmm. it. And instead, they do this romance thing with him where I'm like, okay, I, I guess that's fine. And then they take a really weird turn with it. Mm-hmm. And then they make that weird thing into a joke. And normally I'm like, okay, fine. That it's 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 and funny. That was an that w- it was funny, but that was an awkward as shit joke. Yeah, it, it's funny, but then when they kind of ignore the joke and like, oh no no no, they're 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 dating. You're like, wait. Then why make what? a joke? 
why make the joke? Because now that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah, that's all you can think about. It's like, oh, okay. it, it, it's like one of those things where someone said, like, oh, but the joke's funny. But yeah, but if we, if we, if we, if the characters acknowledge what the audience have in the back of their head, yeah. when we give them a resolution, they're going to be like really weirded out by it. That's a, that's a, okay. So, like, literally, as I was walking out of my theater, someone said, like, someone said, like, so someone promoted that thousand upon thousand years anime age gap and no, I, laughed. 100% did. I laughed because i like yeah and like when your audience is leaving thinking that you you never you never want to end a movie where your audience walks out going like that little that part of the movie was really weird and kind of made me uncomfortable no, especially especially if you're a blockbuster trying to appeal to all four quadrants and then they doubled down on the joke which was even worse yeah it's which it's like l- that was unnecessary too it's yeah like, because I agree with that, that you, if you're going to joke about it and then justify it, you're like, hold the, hold the phone. Wait a minute. It's like, there was a moment like that. Um, there's another moment like that in a different superhero movie. And you're like, stop. That's, you're not going to joke about that and then embrace it. Wait. So I agree. That was a rough, that was very rough and weird. Yeah. But, but again, I totally agree with you. It was very obvious that they said, well, and no offense to Asher Angel, but Jack Dylan Grazer is the better actor. I mean, he's in a lot more movies as a lead. Or and as a strong they, supporting. Yeah, and their mistake was, was that, okay, we're going to make him more. Never, even if he's a popular supporting character, never make your supporting character Take more a, prominent than your lead. Right? Yeah. Especially when you, do, you give your lead nothing to do character-wise. Yeah. Um, the other kids, I mean, the other kids, they don't do anything wrong. They're just not there enough for me. I've already said that. And then the superhero version of the kids, they're fine. But, you know, like, like those three kids are kind of given nothing to do. And then obviously the older sister, Mary, you know, she has the benefit of being, the actress has the benefit of being both champion and human Mary. Which, why did they do that? Is it because she was like older? Is that uh, went with that? Well, well, uh, if you must know, Uh-oh. the the actress who played the superhero Mary apparently was very, very pro January six. Oh well, that'll do that. All right. You know, then. and and then you know, I I think. Uh, yep. Never so, mind. So, <laughs> okay. so so Grace Carolyn Curry was in Lights Out. If I'm not, she was either in Lights Out or Annabelle Creation. I, I don't remember which. And uh, David F. Sandberg, when they said, oh, the actress who played Mary's not coming back, he says, oh, well, we'll just have Grace do both. And it makes sense. You know, she's, she's no, old I, enough. That, genuinely, I didn't have like a huge when I saw that, I really didn't have a problem with it. Honestly, I just I was like, I did notice. I was like, oh, wait, it's the same. Okay, the, sure. The only the the only thing I'll say about her is that, unfortunately, you know, she's also just kind of there to react and to she, she feels the role of the smart one. Mm-hmm. And hey, at least it's something because the lead can't even say like, "Well, I fulfilled this role." No, it's she's just there. Um, you know, they try to give her an arc of that like she ended up not going to college and she kind of regrets that. She wished she could have, but then they totally drop it. Mm-hmm. And I wish they didn't because I was like, "Well, that's interesting." Does she is she like resentful towards Billy for kind of convincing her to stay to be the Shazam family superheroes? Um, but whatever. 
the the actors who play the foster parents, Marta Millens as Rosa and Cooper Andrews as Victor. They're they're fine. Uh, they're given a lot more to do, especially in the third act. Um, they don't do anything particularly strong or particularly weak. They're 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 good. They're that good. I w- they're f- that I will agree with. So, the emotional. So, there's a, there's an incredibly powerful emotional moment that they that the first Shazam movie really hits hits home on and you can see this sequel try to do it and it doesn't even come close i fully agree with that and that tie, that does tie me in to where i see your point where it's like the emotional growth really isn't there as much because the big moment the big like emotional moment really isn't that strong in this movie yeah Not because like the first one because it gets brought up once and then gets brought up the it get it gets brought up once in the beginning and then again just to resolve it like oh okay and the the problem is is again like you said sequelitis mm-hmm. this movie all it cares about is to be bigger than the first one mm-hmm. and it will it will by and god damn it it will have a god versus champion fight scene that lasts a little too long On because a dragon. Yeah, on a dragon, because that's what people are paying to see. Not to see, you know, Billy Batson learn how to grow by having a family and kind of being, but still being his own man. Or by having the foster parents kind of support their their children into being superheroes. Fuck all that. No, 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 no. <laughs> we want to see Helen Mirren do a wrestling move on Zachary Levy. That's what Which, people are paying to see. that was also weird, but okay. Yeah. Um... Now, what oh, yeah. one one other thing I, I want to mention? I love Jamon Hunsu, I love him, but they, and I say this with a total question mark. So he plays the Wizard Shazam. Mm-hmm. In the first movie, you are led to believe that the Wizard Shazam, after he gives Billy the powers, he dies. And I don't know about you, see, maybe you can explain it to me. He's just not. He, he's just not. He's and that he's in is the weird. he's in he's in the realm of the gods. Mm-hmm. And when Billy himself brings up, I thought you died. Like he doesn't even acknowledge what Billy just said. He just goes like, "I'm in the realm of the gods." So I and, will admit and, it took and, me a minute to remember that he died. I'll admit that. And I was just like, "Wait, so did did you did you not die?" What and you might say, well, that's such a little thing. So they sort of retconned it. I'm like, no, 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 no. When you have no idea of like, well, what's the status with the wizard? Is he like, is he like in eternal torment? Is is he alive? Is he dead? Can they kill? When when you have these questions, and then he just ends up in the real world again, you're like, but but you kind of sort of mumbled, oh, I couldn't stay in your world. But now you're back here. And that's not a spoiler, folks. He's in the trailer in Philadelphia. Yeah, we see him. And it's just one of these things where, again, not that that bothers me so much that it's going to make me hate the movie. But it's just another sign, another red flag that the writing here, they just they were like, oh, Jamon Hunsu, you know, people like seeing him. Let's bring him back. But that makes no sense. It doesn't matter. We just, we're trying to give people what they're paying to see. And that's my problem. That's another sign of that problem. The fact that they bring him back, not even necessarily because he was like a memorable part of the first one, 
but because they're like, oh, people like like Jimon Honsu, mm-hmm. and uh, he's just there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that now the villains, you say they're the worst part. I, I disagree. Do. I disagree. But holy shit, do they suck? So can I just let me let me take the reins on this for just a second? Oh yeah, take take it so, away. Let me say this. So. Literally, it's like the staff, and it's like, that's the thing I forgot about. Like, not forgot about, to be honest. Okay, fine. But it's like, the fact, you knew they had to include the shot of him from the first movie, breaking it in half, because the director knew audiences aren't really going to remember that part entirely. Like, they're not going to, that's not going to click for them, but fine. And then, these two women in Roman garb, or Greek garb, just appear in a museum and take it. And do a whole expensive scene where they turn everybody into fucking stone and they go off with it. And then they meet the wizard and force him to repair it. Okay. First of all, these, the God's goal. My problem is, is they kept winning and deciding, no, we haven't won. But not like show like gluttony on their part or show like, you know, them, I don't know, trying to, uh, okay. They kept like getting what they wanted and then still not deciding to do more, but saying they hadn't completed their task yet. That was my problem. It's like, you got the staff, what more do you want? Well, now we need the kids' powers. Like, okay, you pretty much have that. What do you want? Well, now we have to plant this tree. Um, why? What tree? Why do we care about that? I don't care about this tree. But now we care about a tree that you're going to plant. Oh, and now there's deception because you want to be like a Greek tragedy for a second and have like one of the goddesses betray the other. I'm not buying it. Oh, and you want one of them to date one of the kids? Sure. Fuck it. Why not? That was my biggest problem is that these villains were, you know what they were? They were everything, everywhere, all at once, and they were bullshit, too. That was my problem with them. Oh, I totally agree with everything you're saying. Everything you're saying. And Helen Mirren, I'm sorry. You're a legend. And Lucy Liu, so are you. Oh, what? so so you, you've pretty much covered everything that I hated about those villains. Um, the big thing, though, that you you didn't touch on, but, but I, I will. The big thing is that... You, like you said, they always kept wanting more and more and more. But, and what made these villains so hard to kind of understand them is that you're, you're like, okay, you, you want the staff. Why? Reasons. Reasons that, that you're like, well, I, I don't get how that works because what the movie, again, the movie, all the movie cares about is spectacle, right? That's all it cares about. So when it, all it cares about spectacle like say what you will about Marvel movies, say what you will. The one thing you cannot give Marvel shit for is that they at least don't, they, they at least make sure that every corner of the universe follows consistent laws, mm-hmm. consistent rules, right? Magic sometimes works this way. Sometimes to their detriment, but yes, sometimes to their detriment, but there's always rules and they all kind of make sense, right? Like, like, Doctor Strange is magic. That's magic. What Thor does is advanced technology, blah, blah, blah. And there are rules and they follow them. And 
And you, you at least are like, okay, this is how this works. This is how that works. So Shazam is Shazam Fury of the Gods doubles down on the fact that like six of the, yeah, six of, of the seven letters of Shazam are in reference to Greek slash Roman gods, mm-hmm. right? One of them is a, is a Jewish king, but whatever. Uh, so, so now Shazam Fury of the Gods is firmly in the, the, the Greek slash Roman God mythology territory, right? Mm. Okay. And guess what? There's another superhero that deals firmly in Greek slash Roman God mythology, Wonder Woman. And because of Wonder, because everybody's seen Wonder Woman, because it was ironically one of the, one of the better superheroes movies of the last decade. Mm -hmm. We knew that, Oh, uh, Ares killed all the gods. Right. There was a backstory. There was there was a history. Right. There was a history lesson. Uh, the gods got together when uh, Darkseid came to Earth. And then after Darkseid left and the gods ruled man. And then Ares got prissy and decided to kill all the gods. Mm-hmm. And then he was the last god left. So there's a backstory. Right. Shazam decides to go like, so, yeah, there's these three goddesses that are just here. And you're like, wait, but I thought Ares killed all the gods. Oh, Not and the wizard. Ones. Oh, and the wizard stole stole these these six gods' powers: Zeus, uh, Zeus, Atlas, Achilles, uh, Mercury, and who am I missing? Um, and Hercules. And you're like, and you're like, wait. But I thought Ares killed those gods. So you're saying the wizard stole their powers and now and they're dead. Ares killed them? Like, that's not fair. So, so basically, so, so basically, they, these, these villains have a backstory that is intentionally vague because they couldn't be bothered to create the rules of like, well, what exactly happened to the Greek slash Roman gods? What happened to them? And how is it that the wizards have their powers, right? If, if you were, if you weren't dealing, if you had Shazam fight Black Adam or someone else, these questions didn't need to be answered immediately. But you decided, okay, we're going to have the daughters of Atlas. Okay, so you got to tell us what's their deal. And instead, they're like, oh, they're mad that the that the kids have the powers of their dad. Oh, and then like their world is kind of dying, but but who even cares? though. But who cares? And because like, clearly they don't. Yeah. Like the whole thing is that you're, you're kind of like, I don't, I don't get, cause these gods are obviously related to one, the gods that wonder woman's related to. Mm-hmm. And you guys told that this happening to them. And now you said that they, you don't say what happened to them. You just say their powers got stolen and their world is dying. What? And, oh, there's this apple that we now care about for five seconds. And then we yeah. don't care about it. Yeah. Their motivations are murky because no one at Warner Brothers could be bothered to be like, okay, guys, if we're going to go knee deep, if we're going to go whole hog into this Greek mythology thing, we gotta we gotta write out the history because this is intertwined with Wonder Woman, this is intertwined with Aquaman. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to map it out because that's what they do at Marvel, and they didn't. They just said, oh yeah, the like oh, like they doesn't map out shit. And here's the thing, I'm not gonna go into specifics. 
I can't even say that, oh, they were just ignoring the Wonder Woman and or Aquaman backstories. No, this movie explicitly, explicitly doesn't do that. And then you're just left wondering, so what the fuck is the deal with the gods? You tell me they're dead, that Ares killed them all. And now it's like, no, there's these three random goddesses and they're like, they're like soldiers. Are they gods? What the fuck? And it's just, that's what pissed me off about the, about the villains is that they have these motivations and this backstory that really kind of clashes with what we were told happened to the gods in a previous and honestly better made movie. Um, you know, now I was just like, I don't get it. I, so, so was, so did Ares kill Zeus because his powers were taken? Like, I don't, I don't understand. And that you might say, oh, that's a nitpick, but it isn't when, when you're like, okay, well, where did you guys come from? What's your deal? Like, were you guys in prison? Did Ares imprison you? Uh, did the Amazons imprison you? What's your deal? Right. Again, if you're, if you're going to delve into a specific corner of a universe, you have to map it out. You have to write down the rules, write down the history in order to be consistent. That's, that's just what you have to do. Right. And DC didn't do that because they were being lazy because they just cared about making a spectacle. Now, when I go in, so, so Aquaman's about the lost kingdom, right? So my understanding is that that was a kingdom that was trying in the comics. At least my understanding is that was a kingdom that was trying to find Poseidon in order to get all of all of Atlantis back into its formal glory. Now I'm like, well, if, if they, cause their story has to do with the Greek, with the Greek mythology again, are they going to, are they just going to be like, well, it's whatever. We, we, we don't map this out. It's going to be deleted anyway. Who cares? <laughs> that pisses me off. That pisses yeah. me off. I know. I know. Maybe it is a nitpick, but that pisses me off that you couldn't even take the time to be like, well, how would this fit with what we already said in Aquaman and in wonder woman? They don't are even you, do that. Are you are you more mad that this was such a letdown because the first one was so good? Yeah, and you know what made the first one work so well is that it knew let's keep it small scale, let's not go big because at the time, you know, they still didn't know what direction the DCEU was going. It was you know what's funny? It was it was also in a scary state. And it is in a scary state now. The DCEU, as we know it, is always in a weird flux state. And I think people know that, but don't always talk about that fact. It's like, literally ever since Man of Steel, it's been like, well, we're kind of doing this, but we're kind of doing that. And like, this moment works and that... that and what and what the first Shazam like did really well was like, okay, let's keep this in its own corner. The only references are through the fanboy that is Freddy. And let's not try to make the Shazam story so big that it brushes up against Wonder Woman or Aquaman. Because, yes, Shazam, historically, most of its mythology comes from the magic of the gods. Mm -hmm. Right. So I never had those questions of like, well, how did the wizard end up with the with the power of Zeus and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Mm -hmm. But when this movie is explicitly making a plot that's ostensibly about this. You're going to have questions because you're like, well, how did these three goddesses escape Ares' wrath? They, no one right? seems to care. They don't right? seem to care. And, and, you don't, and then they're like, oh, gods can die. And you're like, okay, so where do you go? And they go like, oh, like for instance, 
uh, one character says, oh, I just want to die. Let me go to the underworld. And you're like, so are all the gods in the underworld? Yeah, are they just chilling with Hades? Are they just chilling there? Like, what's what's the, the deal? It's just, it's just, again, it's one of those things that if you're going to make villains and you're going to make them be about this explicit corner of your universe, you got to have the rules so that their existence makes sense. Because if not, you're just kind of like, I don't, I don't get how this works. Yeah. Like, but anyway, that's, that, yeah. that's kind of the big thing I had with the villains. The, the other thing I will say is the fact that, how do I put this? The, well, you mentioned it, but I'll, I'll try to add a little bit of it. There is, the villains then have different agendas but it literally comes out of nowhere where you're like, wait, th this is just coming up now. And then it just runs with it when you're like, this makes no sense. Like, like you're just saying like, oh, I have this problem with this. And just it's like, you, you, didn't, you didn't lead, you didn't hint at that really at all. Or, or even that you're like, you're like, you could have had interesting villains if you had this, this disagreement exists from the beginning and then the climax is literally the apex of that disagreement where you're like, oh, shit, who's going to get like, which way is this going to go? Like, that's great way to create tension in a story where you're like, how is this going to go? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Oh, oh, shoot. It went this way. Instead, they're like, I think this. Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> that, that, I agree with the moment she goes, I want to do this. And, and we're being vague. Yes. Just in case. But yeah, I want to do this and then takes a certain action. You're like, where, where did you get that thought? And, like, and then, and then just to, just to add on top of that, the third act is just CGI garbage. It is. No, I agree with that. It's it is. Too it's, much. it's, it's, and here's the thing. This movie's all about, we want to create big spectacle because we're spending more money. And I'm like, well, you didn't spend enough. The CGI looks like shit. That's another problem. It's like, wait a minute. What the fuck? So I, I will say this on a side note. I was a personal fan of the Sinbad cameo that was in there. So let me just mention that real fast. But otherwise, my sentiments are what they are so far. Um, I The only thing I can say that I appreciated about the third act was that I thought this was product placement. And I thought, okay, this is funny product placement. Turns out it was like a joke they had in the script because one of the screenwriters was like, one of their friends heard them say, a certain ad phrase mm. followed by motherfucker. And they thought it was the most hilarious thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, I'm going to put that in this movie. Yeah. And Skittles like, okay, that yeah, we're they, fine with that. They, free they, advertising. Skittles is very chill about what you advertise with them. Famously. <laughs> They're super um, chill about it. it. It was funny. That being said, that being said, um, I, <sighs> the moment I Skittles know. will say, the phrase contract the rainbow, taste the rainbow. You know they'll do whatever they want. I, I, I will say this. The only element about that thing that or not the only one. There were a lot of things I didn't like. But the one the one thing that really bugged me is that is that they have a character who has a, a favorite type of I guess you can call it magical being or monster, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. And they bring it back for the third act. And they basically were like, how do we make this thing be really, really scary? And to me, it just looks stupid. No, it did. I was actually hoping it would look like the way 
you imagine it to look, but it's actually terrifying. Oh, that would yeah. have been cool. But instead, it's like, no, let's make it scary. And I'm like, why? Make or, it... Or, or or make it what we think scary is, and what they think scary is is you make it you make it black with black eyes, and yeah, I'm like, that. and I'm like, no, like like try to make it like how the the old French the old French myths had it, and that'd be cool. But they don't yeah. do that, so that 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 bugged me. I was like, oh really? This because I was like, okay, they're gonna they're gonna make it look scary. Let's see what they do, and it's it's the laziest way to make something scary. Make yeah. it all black with black irises, and just bigger Give than it a normal. Lot of, yeah, bigger than normal and weird vine things. It's like, all right, yeah. really. Anyways, having yeah, said anyway. that. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, one last thing. Yes. One last thing. The ultimate resolution to Billy's character, like, in execution, is just. You're just confused. You're like, okay, he, he he wants to do this very noble superhero thing to do. That's fine. Um, it's not really earned. He just goes like, oh, I need to do this. And everyone treats it like a big deal. And I'm like, it's not earned. Like, like you haven't grown as a character. You're literally just seeing things that go like, you need to do this. And if it's not earned, an audience member is not really going to feel much for it. <laughs> like, Like, say what you will on how stupid it was. Batman flying off with a nuke in the Dark Knight Rises is fucking earned. Oh no, it's it, fucking earned. Yes, it, it's that's the only reason why that why I, we accept certain things in that. Like, like, fucking um, say what you will. Even Henry Cavill getting nuked in Batman v Superman, it's still earned. Barely, but earned. Barely, but it's earned. Yeah, because we know? love Henry Cavill. Um. Uh, uh, Jason Momoa getting the trident. It's earned. We see them go through some to learn and become a better person. And that's the fruit of their labor, right? Like, I'm sorry. Billy Batson saying, I'm going to do the superhero thing. It's not earned. You don't feel anything for it. And then dad insults or injury. They punctuate it with, with kind of a joke at the end. Yeah. They, they, they do a like, Oh, I had something in my mouth. Oh, that's so disgusting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I never for once felt that this was real. And when you punctuate it for a joke, I just get even angrier. And that, again, comes from the fact that I don't know why you'll give your supporting character some form of character development, but not your lead. And when you expect our lead to do something that's supposed to tug at our heartstrings, don't be surprised when we're like, well, no. And then don't expect us to be annoyed when you decide... Oh, I'm gonna make a joke at the end of it. Like, no, I'm, I'll be even more annoyed. I mean, Marvel has been guilty of this for for a while. You should know better, you know. Especially because the 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 thing the thing Billy does at the end of the first one is so fucking earned. It's so earned that he 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 realizes I can't do this alone. I need my brothers and sisters to help me. And when they defeat Dr. Savannah, it's earned. You see the pride in their faces that they worked as a team and beat the villain. That's an earned moment. That's what made that movie so good. The thing he does here, you're like, yeah, you just kind of were like, I need to do this. And you expect us to believe that you really grew as a person to realize you needed to do this. Like, no, 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 movie. No, you're wrong. I don't know. Do you have anything to add to that, see? I do not. I think I, I think you've summed it up there, quite honestly. But I, I am ready to give my final verdict on this thing. 
Please do. This was Sequelitis the movie. And that's what I give it. Sequelitis the movie. You don't have anything else to add to that? Um, because, okay, my reasoning is at the end of the day, the the good moments in this movie I felt were still good. I, st- I felt the camaraderie of the kids, whether they were, it was them as the kids or them as the super beings. Um, those moments still worked. The acting was still very good, which is what I remembered from the first one. But I acknowledge I'm sort of pulling at the love I felt for the first movie a lot. So I give it sequelitis, the movie. I will say I... I when it comes to superhero movies and seeing them in theaters, of course the experience will be in some way enhanced by seeing it in a movie theater, but you do not have to see this in a movie theater. You should. I hope you saw the first one in a movie theater, but if not, check that one out. Um, oh, I will add the the post credit scene is really, 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 really lame. Like, I genuinely hated it. I'll admit. There are two, by the way. I didn't stay for the other one. I didn't care. The, but the, the, the second one is really just... So, so it seems like DC has picked on Marvel's habit that the first one's the important one. The second one's just there the to be a joke. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, this, the first one seemed kind of like a joke. Seeing as we... the As you've pointed out, the future of DCEU is so up in the air. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah. yeah. There's been... There's... So... Not to get into specifics about it, but people have said that because of who's in it, oh, that means that Zachary Levy is still going to stay on as Shazam. Like, the directors literally said, like, don't put any stock on who's in the post credit, who's in that post credit scene. We really? literally had we we literally had to do a last minute switch of the characters, and I think it's because of again, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yep, that I believe. Um, yeah. And kind of going to my rating, the, I, I, I've I've said so much that people probably think, oh, he's gonna say this sucks. Uh, I don't think it sucks. Just because when you watch something that sucks, you're like mad, like like legitimately mad, right? And I wasn't mad. I was just kind of like, oh, God, that was a really bad case of sequel. Like, I just felt bad. I felt bad for the movie because I could genuinely see that Zachary Levy, Asher Angel for what little he's in there, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, the rest of the cast. They care. You can they tell. care. They care. It's just that, unfortunately, the writers didn't could not think of a story that was organically grew and expanded upon these characters. They probably just heard the exec says it needs to be bigger. It needs to be bigger and louder. And that's what they went with. And they never they never even found a way to justify it being bigger and louder. Uh, we want to have a big tree. Uh, yeah, we'll have the goddesses want this apple. Uh, should we explain how this apple works in relationship to the universe of the DCEU? Nah. Nah, fuck, nah, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why, guys? Why would that uh, fucking matter? Uh, we need a villain. Uh, let's create. Let Let's create the daughters of Atlas. Didn't Ares kill all the gods? Fuck it. No. Fuck it. No. No one's gonna question that. Who's gonna question that? Um, these are comic book movie fans, guys. You There's... should know they question everything. Yeah. That um, is one thing. How does How is it that so many times 
So many comic book movies really look down on the fans. It is pretty crazy when that happens. It, especially so like, often. Okay. Especially when everyone in this industry knows that the comic book fans will knit and pick and and find any little thing to, to be mad about. No, that's just I, how they are. I will add, that's maybe why they've completely decided to say fuck it to them. Because they've decided, well, you can't please them anyways. Which isn't true, you can, but okay. Yeah, you can. And it's again, it's that thing of like, we don't have a... So we don't have villains because of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We'll make some up. But didn't Ares kill them all? No one gives a shit! <laughs> no people, they do give a shit. Uh, let's, uh, let's just have... Let's just kind of have Asher Angel come in for three days of shooting and then just have Zachary Levy do the rest of it uh, because we're paying him. Why Why would Billy Batson be Shazam like even in his off hours? Because fuck go fuck yourself. Because right. go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like uh, let's let's give uh, let's give Freddie Freddie a girlfriend. But we're not we're not doing anything with Billy. Wouldn't it make more sense because he's the lead to give him a girlfriend? And then they'll just be like, shut up. Shut up! We don't want to have Asher Angel here for more than three days. Yeah, Jack Jack's already gonna be, Jack's already gonna be here for like a month, a month long shoot. So we'll just give it to let's him. Just, let's give. That is true. I agree with that. I do agree with that. And and you know it's it's again, that's that's just not the way you make a movie. That's not the way you write a script, guys. That's just not. Um, this to me, and here's the here's the funny thing, the set pieces, the CGI is bad. But you can totally see David F. Sandberg's creativity in creating and in, in executing these set pieces, you know, mm-hmm. like 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 believe it or not, the the way he decides to to believe present it or not, the, I would have wanted him to make the new D and D movie based on what I saw, honestly. Yeah, yeah, he has really interesting. Uh, he has a really interesting, and, and most horror directors do have a really interesting take on action, and I appreciate that. Like he said, he wanted to go back to horror. I'm like, I wouldn't mind seeing you make a martial arts movie, dude. Oh, like, yeah. like, like the fight scene was too long, but what I did see, I was like, this is actually really interesting, but still, um, yeah, this to me, it's, uh, it's such a, uh, it's just, it's, it's a meh, it's, it's, it's a sequelitis sunk meh. Um, and that's through no fault of the actors. I strongly believe the actors are not to blame for this. It's not Zachary Levy. It's not Jack Dylan Grazer. It's not the director and either. It's not the director. It's the writers. And listen. And Helen, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Listen, Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu, and Rachel Zegler, who this is the first time we've mentioned Rachel Zegler. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not bad actresses. No. Their role. and Their roles they, are badly written. Their roles are badly written. Their motivations are non-existent that they probably made it up on the spot and the editors were like, we got to find a motivation for these characters. And they were like, we found one. No, you didn't. They found the motivation in post. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even though I disagree with you, see that, that the villains is what made this movie so bad. I still think the villains are bad. I see, and, I see what you're saying. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is a sequelitis sunk. Meh. Um, David F. Sandberg is not returning if they do decide to continue on with this version of Shazam. It will not be with him. I really hope they, they're willing to find new writers. Because, listen, no offense to Henry Gayton. He wrote the first Shazam. He did a great yeah, he, job. He figured it out. What happened? Well, he was teamed up with Chris Morgan, who is famous for writing the Fast and Furious movies. Well, there we go. Now we understand <laughs> the problem. Yeah. 
No, here's the thing. You're like, okay, Chris Morgan writes. Chris Morgan has written the best slash worst familia movies <laughs> in the history of Hollywood. <laughs> so and this true. movie is totally lacking in quote unquote familia moments. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, did, did you just were like so busy writing the last fast and furious movie, fast and furious 11 that you just had no time to write familia scenes for this movie or were they all cut? I don't think they were all cut. Cause David F. Sandberg knew the the reason David F. Sandberg signed on to the first one because he really liked the angle of found family. It really spoke to him. So I, I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't know what happened. Uh, I really hope if they continue this, they they because they're going to find a new director, they, they find a new new writing writers or writing team to 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 remember. Watch the first one again. Remember that what people loved about it was these kids being a family and learning to be heroes together. It was Billy learning to be part of a family and see where you can naturally take that growth. Characters can always grow. There's never, there's never an end point for a character because there's never an end point for human beings. There's always a way to grow. Writers know this. So don't ever say like, well, there was no place to take the character. There's always a place to take a character. There's always a place to take a character. You just got to be willing to find it. And I just don't feel like the writers either didn't want to or more than likely were just not allowed to. <sighs> I've said my piece. <laughs> well, I'm glad you have. And so, uh, yes. yeah, I was just going to say, this has been what do you think? Oh, my God. I'm Al. And it's almost midnight. And I'm C. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>